So, Jodie, I came across this article the other day. Now, it is an old one, and it is from mm. the US, but it was talking about how in a school they had allowed their pupils to get credits for PE by not doing PE, but doing sort of community work and helping around oh. the neighbourhood. And it was really, really popular. And it got me yeah. thinking about why is PE so divisive, really? Because you, mm. you get the pupils that absolutely love it and you get those, like me, that absolutely loathed it. Well, What's I remember your experience? I, I didn't mind PE when we were setted, ironically, because right. we self-setted for PE. So we split into two groups, those oh. who wanted to be competitive and those who just wanted to hit a ball about. And oh. actually being self-setted was brilliant because you yeah. were with your friends and you could just have a laugh. And by the end of year 11, the kind of bottom set, us, would just go for a walk or something. Like their mm. goal was some exercise and fresh air. And that was fine by us. So I liked it when we could do that, but not when we had the teachers who tried to make us learn the rules of the game and play tennis properly and stuff. I liked being able to just have fun. Yeah. 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 I mean, where I went to school was bang in the middle of the countryside. So we mm. used to do cross-country running Ugh. in the winter, always in the winter. Um, and we always had... To, we, there was no... I mean, this is like ancient. This is in the eighties. Mm. There was no, you couldn't wear tracksuit bottoms or leggings like you can of now. Not. So it was a short skirt, mm. um, and the teachers used to drive to strategic points around the run and stand there <laughs> in their big coats, going, "Come on, girls, come on!" <laughs> we would just feel absolutely slighted by this. You know, <laughs> why do we have to do this? <laughs> when the PE teachers have got in their cars yeah. and and they're just standing around, so that was that was something that has really stayed with me over the mm. years. But I would imagine, being as that's like ancient history, PE is quite different now. It's your own time you're wasting. Ramblings from Beyond the Classroom with Marie and Jodie. So as you've probably guessed, today we are discussing PE. So we, of course, have a former PE teacher who works with us. Uh, welcome, Damien. Do you want to introduce yourself? Uh, yeah, thank you very much, Jodie. Uh, so I'm a former uh, PE teacher, PE uh, and sports science. I was a mm. teacher for 10 years. Uh, I started off in a further education college uh, and also taught in a secondary school did some teaching assistant work and uh, supply teacher work too mm. uh, and finished up my teaching in an international uh, private school in Germany oh, wow so first question for me is what's the difference between PE and sports science it's uh, essentially just a level so if we're talking about mm. PE you're just talking about uh, you know, physical education in terms of uh, essentially getting kids active and playing different games, sports, coming together as collectives mm. to uh, play um, uh, different types of games and essentially learn how to uh, how to be healthy. Uh, if we're looking at sports science, then you're probably looking at a, a more chosen subject. Uh, yeah. Usually um, something at uh, key stage five, uh, perhaps A level. Mm. Uh, for right. instance, the last thing that I taught in the international school was um, uh, an IB course, which was on sports science. Um, so obviously that was a, a yeah, a uh, mm. KS5 uh, chosen uh, course. 
Even the PGCSE, though, is quite in-depth in terms of biology and anatomy and things like that, isn't it? Because, bizarrely, I have taught PGCSE. Yeah. That is bizarre. Only the theory end of it, the science bit of it. I was was surprised at how in-depth it was, to be honest. Yeah, there were quite a few overlaps. Um, There's a danger of going too in-depth and then kind of putting off those who are very strong uh, at the physical Mm. side of of sports Mm. Um, and it's it's tried to be pitched at a certain part where it's still giving um, uh, kids of that inkling uh, enough well as many options as possible for the future so from my experience the GCSE side I think it's pitched at quite a good level Uh, it does go in depth on certain things and yeah plenty of people where uh, teachers even are surprised at that kind of mm. level of depth um but i think within that it also provides a quite a nice level of overlap uh, with other subjects which does yeah provide a certain level re- of uh, reassurance to um those people who are less confident yeah. mm. so obviously those people who do pgcse or sports science have chosen it but what about the other kids you know the other students because in our days we were saying it's a massive source of dread and forget your peak kit, do this do that do you think mm. that's still how it is or have things improved and changed yeah I think uh we definitely still get that for sure um <laughs> so uh I mean I, I say like when you get to key stage five it's usually uh, chosen although that's not yeah. always the case still um so my first uh, teaching job was um I taught uh, on a national diploma course uh, in a further education college um uh, but I also taught uh, doing the kind of sporty fitness side on a public services course for students too. Oh. Um, so these were students who were going in thinking, oh, I'm, I might end up being a police officer or you know, a, a fire officer yeah. um, or working in the ambulance, um, etc. Um, so there was a certain element of, uh, of fitness to that. Um, obviously, there's like, quite a big sporting scene in a lot of the services. Uh, and of course, uh, lots of them have uh, entry level fitness requirements and fitness requirements mm-hmm. for the job. Um, so I taught on that. And uh, one of my first experiences was um, with one of my first classes. Uh, a young lady came up to me. She would have been, I think, 17 at the time. And the first uh, thing she said to me as an introduction was, uh, I hate PE. <laughs> right. Uh, I hate sports. You know. very, very cold uh, intro, but. Um, mm. Fortunately, then I wasn't so um, immature that I just uh, would, you know, get a bit uppity about it. Like, well, (laughs) that's my career. I love PE, Um, which, uh, Mm. you know, it's I'm still young. There is a temptation to be a bit like Mm. that, particularly if you've uh, studied it Mm. for so many years. You know, you've gone for a bachelor's, you've gone for a master's and written, you know, fairly complex papers on it. And, you know, it's it's a bit uh, contrasting when you get to that stage. Um, But I just asked her about it. just asked her about her experience uh, mm. and it turns out that even I mean we're going back into 2009 now I think this was yeah. um, but even then within the secondary school experience that she had had she told me her PE lessons basically consisted of uh, the teacher turned up with a football uh, it was mitts class and then uh, the boys just said uh, demanded that they play football uh, so the boys mm. end up playing a match and uh, several of the girls um she told me end up sitting out to the side not really getting involved um so right. that was pretty much why she hated sport mm. so 
do you think the kind of increased coverage of female sport, like football, kind of obviously had the Women's World Cup, we had women's European champions and so on, has that had a positive impact uh, for how women and how young girls take sport? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's huge. Um, it's uh, probably been a little bit blurred for me because, um, as I said, my last uh, so my last six years were teaching in the international school, which is in Germany. Um mm. Uh, and I might be wrong on this, but I feel like they're probably a few years ahead of us in, in terms of like uh, yeah. perhaps uh, female p- participation, for example. Mm. Uh, and I think part of that, um, in my opinion, would be down to so the German female national team, a uh, women's national team have been very successful for a number of years. They've won multiple World Cups and that has been mm. uh, that's been presented positively in the media. So yeah. when a, you know, when a woman has uh, participant has made a, a news coverage it's been in a very positive light uh, showing yeah. again this is my uh, my uh, kind of a knowledge it might not be as black and white as this uh, mm. but showing them uh, playing the sport um, with a trophy uh, in a positive yeah. light um, as opposed to what we've had in this country not so bad in recent years but previous years mm. where it's been mm. very negative and if you have seen for instance in the media uh, uh, females in the media <sighs> it's been a real mixed bag like newspaper wise etc so it's not giving a positive i think uh, impression and also it's not been particularly influential to uh, younger generations i mean it's also worth remembering that it's only just over 50 years since women's football was made legal again you know there was a ban on it for so long and i think it was in 1971 um that women's football was made legal so actually because of that you know of course we're going to be a bit behind as a country yeah it's a really good point and it's quite shocking isn't it when you find out little snippets of information like that just how how recent some of these things were yeah Um, but yeah it certainly does answer part of my amusing just then too it is something sorry to sidetrack specifically onto women's sport um but it's something that i quite often tell all my rowers is like Actually, Henley Women's Regatta was set up so, so recently compared to everything else. And before that, the only option for women to race rowing at that level was to row against men, which you're already at a disadvantage. Mm. Um, That actually we've come so far. And the people who set up Henley Women's Regatta are still rowers. You know, it was in 1988. So, so recent. It's insane. on specifically from the, the female side of it it does lead mm. into other issues too like uh, just in, in terms of representation generally um yeah. you know as a young mm. person in anything that you want to do or might do um if you have somebody you feel represents you as a role model then mm. um you, you know in a greater standing then it's gonna have a huge huge effect positively um hopefully uh, on on what you do and choose in the future um so I think that goes into every uh, PE sports lesson too. Um, that's, mm. you know, obviously in, in terms of like uh, having PE teachers who can represent you, uh, however that might be. Um, and also that goes hand in hand with the positive experience uh, within that uh, lesson too. Um, so just to yeah, shift uh, another way slightly, uh, part of what I tried to do and part of what we tried to do at my last school was um, we always said, if we could find just one sport or activity, which... Um, 
uh, each student was good at or liked mm. that they could continue throughout the rest of their life to keep them healthy yeah. uh, in that yeah. way, both physically and mm. mentally, uh, then we'd be happy uh, because, you know, yeah. we're starting off with probably a, a lot more students than we would have liked uh, in a position where they didn't actually have that activity when they mm. came into mm. our lessons. So if we could have found that during those lessons and we consider that a real success. Yeah, I I must admit, I always wondered when I was at school, I really loved playing tennis. I mean, I were no good at it, mm. but I loved it. Um, so why didn't they just let us girls that wanted to play tennis go and play tennis every PE yeah. lesson rather than putting us through playing hockey, for example, <laughs> which uh, was was not great. And it hurts, it hurts so much. We never had any shin pads. <laughs> I also think there's such a change when you get to kind of about 15, 16, I think it is, where you go from actually you should play tennis because it's fun to you shouldn't play tennis because you're not very good at it. And actually yeah. you should play tennis because it's fun, regardless of whether you're any good. Of course. Yeah, of course. And also in PE, and I don't know if this is at all relevant, but we never did anything. Like what I'm finding for exercise I like now is things like Pilates and yoga. Mm. We never did anything like that. It was all running about and team sports. And I think I think maybe there is a place for other kinds of physical activity as well. What do you so think, is there Damien? a better variety now, Damien? That, that's a really good point. Yeah, a really good question. It's... Um... So there is, I believe, a bit more variety now. Um, we certainly mm. try to include it uh, within our lessons. So I think um, as we started off, uh, or particularly as I started off in my last uh, position, my last job, uh, there wasn't a huge amount of variety, but we did respond mm. to uh, student feedback, mm. also to what um, other teachers could offer in terms of extra clubs. Uh, and we saw how we could work with the curriculum to actually uh, uh, give a bit more variety, like in terms of incorporating yeah. things like, um, so things like uh, yoga, Pilates, uh, circuit training, uh, mm. other kind of fitness-based uh, things. Um, uh, perhaps, you know, even to go against the norm, like uh, in, in Britain, of course, like we've got uh, norms of like boys playing football and then like girls playing yeah. netball, but then, you know, to kind of that. like positively target it the other way. So, you have a term where the uh, girls play football and whilst the boys are playing netball, for example. Mm. Uh, just to kind of flip it, um, so they're still getting the skills that they need, still getting the opportunities that they need. But you're not really uh, you're not really pinning anyone down to anything. You're just saying, like, mm. these are the options, these yeah. are um, yeah. the opportunities for you in the future. Uh, and this is what what's available in sport in general. Mm. Like, you know, so just go with it and, and enjoy. Yeah, because really there has to be something that appeals to everybody, doesn't there? There's such a yeah. wide variety of things you can do. Um, yeah, absolutely. And it's, what, what about bringing dance into PE lessons? What's your thoughts on that? Oh, I hated dance in PE lessons. See, I love dancing. That's a massive thing. It's um, yeah, so it's something we had uh, in, in our last school dance lessons. Uh, it's something which um, I'm very uncomfortable with dance in terms of leading it because. <laughs> I cannot dance Sorry. to save my life. <laughs> I, oh, bless him. I, I mean, um, maybe I realise you can't see Damien, but he physically looks uncomfortable just talking <laughs> about this. Like he's pulling at his collar. Just the mention of dance has made him a little bit uncomfortable. There, there was him. a real shift. I had to really change uh, yeah, my seeing position thinking about it. Um, <laughs> so, uh, 
I mean, maybe not in recent years, but previous years, if somebody watched mm. me say on a, a football pitch or like uh, playing badminton, they'd say, oh, "Okay, you've got you know great coordination and uh, you know um, you've got rhythm with it, etc." Mm. But in terms of dancing, oh god, I'm dreadful. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> but I mean, I recognise um, the importance of dance, despite me uh, not being a strong leader in it. Uh, so it was something that I did need to learn how to teach um, mm. and recognise mm. that you know then it's about okay I could there are certain things that I can show and then there are certain things where I need to identify who the good students are first and yeah. see that they're comfortable <laughs> to demonstrate for me what's on your mind let us know your thoughts ideas and anecdotes drop us a line at beyondmailbag at twinkle.co.uk we all know that exercise is good for us physically mm. but do you think there's a rise in awareness of how mm. good it is for you mentally yeah i think in recent years yeah that's definitely uh, becoming the case uh still we're, we're far away from where we should be in in that respect but um um so i do believe that, that there are studies uh, out there um i would need to go back and actually uh, for the links um like specifically but um mm. i believe that the studies that do um relate uh, or, or look at the correlation between high performing um uh, student performance exams like gccs etc um mm. along with those who actually engage in regular kind of fitness uh, ah. some form of fitness work too um and just from my own experience, that really correlated to, um, particularly like in previous um, teaching positions, um, for you know one school we did have, we we're fortunate enough to have a little um, fitness suite uh, which these sit form students could, could go and visit. Uh, mm. We also did our best to provide as many clubs, uh, very clubs as possible, to get as many um, involved and engaged as uh, as possible. Um, and we quite often saw that those highest performing students, you know, academically were also those who did uh, come to the fitness suite, you know, two or three oh. times a week or involved in one of the clubs too. And it's, of course, you know, it's just um, kind of, uh, that's an incredibly small sample size. That's just based on my own experience. But speaking to many mm. other te uh, PE teachers too, they report similar sorts of things. So Yeah, and it's in interesting that, that Damien, because I'm currently teaching a year 11 student who's mm. very, very sporty. He's academic, but he's very sporty. And he feels like he's under pressure to give up the sport that he does after school because he should be revising. I have and I've told him errors. absolutely not mm. to do that. You know, I said, you, you just need to work your revision around those things because it does you good to have a break and, have, and it does your yeah. mental health so good. But I didn't know that there were actual studies. So I might mm. I might have a look for those and show them to him. I'd be interested. Yeah, I mean, I'm really uh, pleased to hear you giving that advice too because it's, um, again, within my own experience, it's not something which I think is beneficial for anyone really to have to give up like regular exercise because yeah. it, mm. it does provide you with a kind of greater clarity. It helps you put things in perspective. Mm. Mm. Uh, of course, it helps your uh, general mental well-being and going into a stressful GCSE exams, then that's just so very yeah. important. So do you think, obviously, over the last few years, there's been a lot of cuts to extracurricular stuff. You know, drama has been cut, art has been cut. Lots and lots of things are getting less and less timetable time. And yet PE, I kind of think, has not had that same effect. 
do you think it's because people are aware of the mental physical benefits do you think it's because we have an ongoing national crisis with obesity kind of why do you think PE is one of the few non-academic subjects that's actually resisted the the cuts uh, probably just uh, in short just because of the uh, the physical side of that mm. uh, so in terms of the arts like um the, the amount of um uh, mental benefit you can get from the arts is just uh, obviously that it's endless uh, yeah, you course, know I, yeah. I love my arts I love my music etc you know mm. um, just we're only just now starting to put up uh, some artwork in the house as we've been redecorating and it's just mm. made a huge difference to, uh, you know to our mental yeah. health like each day um, even small things like that but just uh, obviously you do get that, those mental benefits with PE but of course you get the physical benefits mm. so you know if you can instill something again if um, if we're to teach a student who does for example comes and and uh, hates uh, PE. Um, actually, I'll, I'll go back to that student uh, for uh, for an example who told me a uh, first lesson that she did hate PE. Uh, by the end of our two-year block within that, she actually um, she messaged me. I think a few months after she'd graduated from the college course, just to mm. uh, just to say thank you because she joined up with the rugby club. Bless her. Um, oh, fantastic! And she'd met a, a whole host of new friends, mm. like made a good social circle, uh, and really enjoyed the uh, the sport too. So, uh, hopefully, that's something, or that's triggered something, which can become uh, a lifelong yeah. physical activity to help her uh, uh, kind of keep her physically and mentally healthy um, throughout her years. Mm. Yeah, I think you must be. Um... I think you, the way you responded to her was very open-minded and I yeah. think that's probably a massive thing. Um, so is know, there anything... Not to just shut down and go, no, is good. What are you talking about? <laughs> is there anything that all teachers can do to try and make PE more positive and more accessible? I think just... Uh, there's a feeling at times where every teacher kind of fights for their own subject, but... Um, mm. <laughs> You know, we don't we don't need to be so territorial over that. Like, um, yeah, you know, because it, it, essentially, you're all you're all striving for the same um, towards the same end goal. Of you know, in terms of that, mm-hmm. yeah. whether it's a general educational purpose, then 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 fantastic. I guess um, where P differs, it's uh, it's more of a physical sort of thing. You know, uh, obviously, yeah, GCCP mm. we talked about has lots of theoretical things, and that continues. Um, uh, more so as you go into sports science and if you study at university and um, etc uh, but of course PE is much more physical than any other sport so i guess then it's a slight outlier um in the mm. in respect to the other things um but i think just for, for any teacher in general it's just it's always good just to learn about um learn about the the core elements of the uh, of other, other subjects so you can mm. see where your subject overlaps yeah. with one another um, and I think these, um, so if you have like a maths week, for example, um, you know, science week, etc. I think they go a long way to actually helping um, uh, it, teachers, students get to and uh, kind of project positive impressions of different things. Mm-hmm. Um, so I always quite enjoyed uh, maths week, uh, for example, in, in the school, because there were certain things that we could input into our PE lessons. So mm. uh, um, yeah. I, I did like a kind of like a, a fantasy football style uh, game thing yeah. where at the end, if they did play a game of football, then um, they could add up their points. You know, if they made oh, an assist, they oh, get brilliant. like three points. If they scored a goal, they get four points, etc. Oh, then they need so to tally cool. it all up and calculate their total score at the end of mm. the uh, lesson. Yeah. Um, so 
I think it always helps and perhaps uh, yeah perhaps you need more things like that so you can actually instill subjects mm. within subjects yeah I think cross-curricular yeah. is really important isn't it you know what I've just had an excellent idea for an inset day which all the teachers will definitely love and not hate at all right all teachers have to go through a timetable day and have a maths lesson, English lesson, and so on. They can pick what lesson. That is not a bad idea. But actually, tell you what, if any schools are listening and they want me to come and organise this, just email us at beyondmailbag at twinkle.co.uk. We will obviously record how it goes for the podcast, but I will happily come and organise the day where I make your teachers pretend to be students for a day. I actually think that's genius. I would have loved it. I would have done it. Yeah, because I think we forget in, what that experience is yeah. like going from one lesson to another mm, and, and having to shift in. gear and everything. Yeah. And like, yeah. I, I remember I used to have PE first thing on a Monday morning, which mm. no human should have to endure mm-hmm. because it was like you'd then do PE, you'd have to get changed really quickly, you'd be kind of a bit sweaty, a bit gross. They'd have to go mm. sit in an English lesson for an hour. Yeah, and with everyone else. Think who's like an English and person. And then you'd have to go to food tech and cook food. And then you'd have to go to DT and source stuff. And then you'd have to go to French and speak French. And you just had to shift gear so mm. much during the day. The, the placement is a really good point, actually. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't necessarily agree with the words uh, in, enduring, P, uh, first thing in the morning, which <laughs> I actually quite enjoy myself. Um. <laughs> Monday, period one, no. That should be PPA for all PE teachers, by I law. I think, though, I think there is an issue with this, the getting changed thing because it is always you're doing it in two minutes flat you can't have a proper shower i mean i don't even know if they have showers these days but we had showers you can't we had showers but we didn't use them not unless you wanted to get bullied the thing was you had three minutes to get changed yeah so you yeah you do feel like you're Mm. then going through the rest of your day stinky schools can yeah schools can mitigate that so um what we did is we um we we embedded a a change time particularly at the end of the lesson when you might be you know Mm. sweaty etc or needing a shower um and also we we tried to where we could uh, place the those periods uh, right before the break so those students who did kind of faff a little bit you know like Mm -hmm. you always get those they would be going into their own break time so it was their choice Mm -hmm. if they wanted to take a bit longer Um, that's a good idea and of course then you get like um, in terms of the sweating when you get like the year 10 um, students Mm -hmm. they become a lot more aware of it then you know they start dating each other that Mm -hmm. sort of thing so very Mm -hmm. conscious of their, their, their body then we, we tried then to um, perhaps make that a bit later in the day or even at the last yeah. lesson right. so that then they could just go home in their PE kits and they wouldn't need to worry mm. so much about uh, that. They yeah, could still shower if they needed. Mm. Um, but that, that's something we learned the hard way. <laughs> thank you so much for joining us, Damien. It's been an absolute pleasure yes, batting the you. ball back and forth with you. Oh, see what I did there yeah yeah mm-hmm. and thank you it's been nice. an absolute pleasure <laughs> well and thank you for joining us audience it's been absolutely lovely having you as always remember if you want to be part of the conversation you can email us at beyondmailbag at twinkle.co.uk and Marie don't forget the twinkle has no e on it <laughs> and like follow subscribe on the platform of your choice and share us with your friends and all that other stuff you meant to do <laughs> This podcast is proudly produced by Beyond. Please bear in mind the views and opinions expressed are those of individuals and may not represent those of Beyond or Twinkle.